Hashtag SAFMBTH. It is now 14 minutes before 5 o'clock. We're in conversation next with the UNAIDS Executive Director, Winnie Bianyima. Um, as we look at um, the 78th UN General Assembly, and she will use this platform to address the global leaders about the progress being made to end AIDS as a public health threat by 2030. We understand that Africa is leading in modeling what could be the end of AIDS as 95% of people living with HIV in five African countries are on treatment or at least know their status. Winnie now joining us on the line. Winnie, good afternoon. Thank you so much for making time for us. Good morning where you are currently at. But let's quickly speak about this report that says that there is a possibility of ending AIDS by 2030. Is it really possible to do that over the next seven years and also considering um, some of the fallbacks, unfortunately, that we experienced due to um, the COVID-19 pandemic? Yes, we said that, but first of all, thank you so much and good afternoon. We said that we know the path to end AIDS and we are cautious about saying that we will end AIDS in the world. Why? Because the good news is that we see rapid progress in a number of countries, especially countries in Eastern and Southern Africa. AIDS-related deaths have reduced dramatically almost by 70% since the peak in 2004. 30 million people globally are now on treatment. We still have 9 million to find who are not yet on treatment. So as you said, five countries have already achieved the targets we set for 2025, which is halfway to 2030. And 16 others are also close to that. So we see that some countries are doing the right things and we know the right things to do, but that doesn't mean that all countries are getting there. So we say, please do those things that we know will get you on track. South Africa is one of the countries doing well. South Africa was able to bring down new infections by 53% in the last 10 years. That's like double what the global average is, 23%. So South Africa has the highest number of people living with HIV, but is also making like the fastest progress towards ending deaths and reducing infections. So we see progress, but we see challenges, challenges in financing, challenges in the pushback against human rights, particularly of LGBTQ people in some countries. They are not accessing because they are being hunted down by criminal laws. We see challenges for girls and young women. That's a big one for South Africa too. Girls and young women are newly infected many times more than boys and young men. And that's to do with our society and how sexual violence is tolerated and how uh, girls get out of school early and are not in a safe space of school and get into sexual relations that are forceful. All those things we have to solve. And speaking about the issue around funding, which of course is a major one, um, has UNAIDS been in engagement with um, the U.S. presidency to look at the president's emergency plan for AIDS relief 
and how there was a cut in the budget. Of course, now there has been a commitment that has been made again um, that the funding would be increasing. I thank you for raising that question because the success the world has achieved to get to these 30 million people living good lives on treatment, to reduce deaths, that the United States has been a big part of that story through that PEPFA program that's re that started 20 years ago. But it has always to be renewed in their parliament, their Congress. Right now, their Congress is quite divided and many issues are quite stuck between the two parties. And this is also delayed. We are asking, one of the reasons I'm here is to keep reminding politicians of both sides, Republicans and Democrats, that this has been your achievement jointly over 20 years, putting your money there to buy these life-saving treatments for people and prevention for people. Keep doing it. We still need it. Africa is particularly in dire straits because of the debt crisis, because of the high cost of borrowing, less and less is being put in health systems. We need that support. So I'm also here and I'm raising uh, my voice on asking America to remain in this global solidarity supporting countries. Your country is much better off than other African countries. You pay 64% of your total bill for ARVs, for treatment, for prevention and all of that. But other countries, such as my own Uganda, are paid for up to 90, even 95% in some countries, paid for by external support from American, from the rich European countries. And so that support is there, but we need to understand that one day it won't be there. So we work with countries to ask them to progressively take over that bill because we know the day will come when help will go away but for now we are asking the, those governments to maintain their investment to maintain their support to the low-income countries of africa because these are tough times and they are tough times not because africa is uh, incapable of getting up and working but there are some global conditions that are in the way such as that war in Ukraine that has resulted in a higher cost of living, higher cost of fuel, higher cost of everything. And that does not make it easy for our countries to take over the, the budgets for everything in health, in education, and in all of that. Yeah. So part, part of global climate is the reason why Africa is unable to pay its way right now. We don't want the support to go away. Yeah. And Winnie, just a quick one um, on the discussion that will be taking place tomorrow, looking at the um, intersections of the HIV response and the sustainable development goals. Um, where mm. are some of the bottlenecks that you have identified that has also led to um, us taking a few steps back as well? And we know, for, for instance, that the world food hunger has also reached a crisis point. Well, for us, what we keep saying is that by that, first of all, the job to end AIDS is 
still to be done. We have not finished with that. That other major crises are important, but should not result in dropping this issue when we know we can get to the end. And we also say that when you fight AIDS, you actually contribute to achieving the other SDGs. For example, to stop new infections in girls, you must keep them all in school up to the end of secondary. If you do that, you're hitting goal number three on education. So if you're fighting HIV AIDS in the right way, if you are uh, doing what you need to do on prevention, you are fighting sexual violence, you're also addressing SDG number five on gender equality. So we say that ending AIDS is also a way to achieve a range of other SDGs. And lastly, fighting HIV is preparedness for future pandemics. Yeah. Everything we do to fight, to stop new infections, to get people on treatment, everything we do to do that contributes to a country's ability to prevent and respond when another pandemic comes. Yeah. So it's a smart investment, investing in fighting HIV AIDS, and South Africa knows how to do that. Thank you so much for your time. That is Winnie Bianyima, who is UNAIDS Executive Director, and somebody who knows all about this conversation is Dr. Chriselda Kananda, the Acting Deputy Chair of South African Women in Dialogue. She'll be joining us um, in the next few seconds.